this is Sherry from LifePlan, and I am here today with Lyndon Escuna, the Executive Director at LifePlan. Lyndon is married to Julia, and they have six kids, so he's got a lot of experience in the topic that we are going to be discussing today, and that is the topic of fatherhood. So, Lyndon, let's just jump right in yeah. talking about fatherhood. Mm -hmm. You had a real heart for fathering and for helping fathers. Tell us, share a little bit about your heart for fatherhood. Okay. Um, hi, everyone. Um, yeah, it, it, I, I, people don't know, but when I was five years old, my father passed away. And um, I, at this, even to this day, I don't have an image of a time I had with my father. So, you know, growing up, having an absent father, fatherlessness, whatever, um, I really said early on, look, I don't want my kids to grow up with that kind of pain. So I've always wanted to be a good father to my uh, kids and to be present. Uh, you might say it's kind of a holy discontent that I had. Um, and, and because of that, I started being involved in inner city ministry. Uh, in fact, it was the first ministry uh, during grad school that I was involved in. Um, and, and ever since, I've always been in inner city ministry, working with uh, latchkey, fatherless kids, and even in prison ministry, because a lot of those guys and um, didn't have a father growing up. Uh, so yeah, that's kind of my heart. And that's, and now I have six kids to prove it kind of thing. <laughs> so you can really relate to the person who struggles with having had an absent father. Yes, definitely. Plus you can talk about fatherhood because you've got that experience now as a dad. So yep, that's really exciting yep. to hear. So what do you feel are the greatest challenges that are facing fathers today? Well, um, obviously, everybody knows there's a lot of challenges uh, that fathers face today. But I would say personally, as I've thought about this for a long time, I would say the three basic things that I would uh, boil it down to. One is lack of spiritual vision. Number two, distraction. And number three, selfishness. And I'm going to talk a little bit about each of those. Um, lack of spiritual vision. I think we fathers... Um, are not thinking hard enough about this, uh, this influence that we have that God has given us. God made the first institu institution, and it's called the family. And guess what? He's asked fathers to steward that, to lead that. Mm -hmm. And so I don't think we think enough about it. I think we, we, we sometimes think that, okay, I just got to get my kids to school. Uh, they just have to get a good education, or they stay out of trouble, or um, they don't, they get a good job, or, or, or they don't get anybody pregnant, or sometimes they just, they just, maybe they just don't embarrass us. But I think we should uh, aim deeper than that. And I'm not only talking about ministry vocation, I'm talking about just more about their walk with God, their love for God, their growing in the knowledge of God, manifesting the Holy Spirit, leading their family spiritually. I think we need to have those kind of desires and vision and hope for our kids. If the Bible is true, and it is, if the Bible is true, then we need to believe in what the Bible teaches, and, and we need to guide our children in, in that way. So I, I try to ask myself, uh, how am I modeling and how am I guiding my children towards this, mm -hmm. towards walking deeper with God, towards becoming more Christ-like, more, towards more of a... Um, uh, uh, the fruit of the spirit manifesting. So in other words, I got to have some type of vision spiritually for my children. So that's one thing. Another thing is distractions. And I, men know, and I have them, everybody has them. 
we live in a society with so much distractions, um, whether that's sports, whether that's our work, um, whether that's uh, even ministry. In fact, sometimes we 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 um, <clears throat> we make the good things a bad things when we overindulge on some of those things instead of thinking about our kids. And um, I and I know men. You and I, when we come to the end of our lives, we're not going to say, um, I wish I had more time to work, or I wish I had more time to watch those sports, or I wish I had more time to do these personal things. I think all of us will wish uh, we had more times with our families, and I wish we had more times to influence them uh, spiritually. So I, I say that because I, I believe there's a lot of distractions and we need to be aware that those distractions take us away from our family. And another thing is um, selfishness. I wish I can get away from that, but that's our, our sinful nature. Uh, we're selfish and we don't think about our children. We don't think about our families. And you know, there's a verse in John 12, 24. It says this, truly I say unto you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the earth and dies, it alone, re it remains alone. But if it dies, it bears much fruit. I believe sacrifice is the language of the gospel. Mm -hmm. Our God modeled incarnation, that, that he, he died to self so that we can have life. Um, I believe we need to learn to die to ourselves and our spouse. That's what they need from us. And when we do, men, I do believe this, when we do, we can see, begin to see life growing in them. That's, the, that's, that's how God works. That's how God operates. And so I want to say that lack of, uh, lack of spiritual vision. There's a lot of distractions that we have. And we need to kill our selfishness. We need to live for what uh, God has called us to live for. And that is to sacrifice for our families and let them grow and flourish. And I believe that's when we grow too. Anyway, those are what I think. Absolutely. Very good. I, I like how you brought those challenges up and also just brought it back to the gospel that it's about, you know, dying to yourself and, and uh, just following Christ and all of that and being intentional in that. What are some practical suggestions that you have for fathers? Um, I would say um, practical uh, examples or practical suggestions of being a father would be, I would say number one, and this may surprise people, um, I say study your kids. Mm -hmm. Study your kids, meaning uh, that's, that's more than spending time. I think studying them, knowing them, what they like and, and don't like, um, what, what trips their trigger, uh, what's their makeup, um, what, what's their tendencies, uh, what do they re react to, and even things like this, what's their favorite sin? <laughs> so, you know, some of, we, some, some of us get to anger, sloth, whatever. I, no, studying your kids and, and understanding your kids a little bit and, and knowing them uh, in that way um, would really help us to, be, to become more intentional, deeper into their lives. And that's my kind of my number two. So study your kids. And the number uh, two would be um, intentional closeness, intentional closeness. It's all about relationship. Everybody knows that discipleship is about closeness. That's why Jesus spent three and a half years here on earth. Um, it takes time. It, it's, it's engaging. It's talking, talking, talking. Uh, and I'm not saying preaching. I said talking. And you guys, everybody knows Deuteronomy 6. When you lie down, you stand up. 
Uh, Deuteronomy is about conversations, conversations about God. So being intentional closeness is, is practically, uh, you could do that by, you know, what is it that people have said, you know, take time to take each of your kids out, you know, for an ice cream, for a lunch. Um, um, I've, you know, when my kids were young, uh, and I re highly recommend this when they're really young, when you have elementary or even younger, two-year-old, one-year-old, take them to, um, fathers take them to bed every night and just lay with them, talk and pray with them. And then if you do that every single day, I believe it'll, 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 it'll galvanize your heart's connection with your kids. Uh, so study your kids, intentional closeness, pray, obviously, pray, 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 pray for the mercy of God to be on your kids, pray for the grace of God to be in your kids. And I don't know if you guys have studied Paul. If you look at Paul's writing, it's interesting. I mean, Paul's prayer, it's interesting that all of these prayers is always about, Lord, would you make your people know God better? So knowledge of God, pray for the knowledge of God for your children. And I'm not saying don't pray for the education, don't pray for other things, but don't leave those things out. Those Watch Paul's prayers. They're about spiritual development, walking, knowing the depth, the height, the width. Just analyze his prayers, and that's how we should pray for one another. And I share, I don't know, can I share a little bit about how the gospel plays into this? I mean, Absolutely. I, yeah, I want to, I want to, I want to talk about that because, you know, we have these spiritual challenge, but um, how do we in, in, in adapt the, uh, the gospel into those situations? Because they are difficult. How do we, you know, lack of spiritual direction, distraction, selfishness, how does the gospel help us? Well, I want to say this, men, fathers, I want you to know this and hear this. You must find your identity in Christ. That's first and foremost, okay? First and foremost, um, you and I have to feel and understand and own deeply that our identity is in Christ, that there's nothing else in this world that will satisfy us but Christ himself. First and foremost, you are a child of God. God is your father. He's your go-to guy, guys, okay? He's our go-to. This is, this is very important. I mean, I just want to refresh your mind in some of the verses. First Peter, first Peter says, we are a royal priesthood, a chosen people, the sheep of his pastures. And, and we have been chosen before the foundation of the world. Um, this is very important because of this. Once you know your identity, you don't have to prove yourself to anybody else, especially your family and your children. You don't have to act differently. You don't have to show, show off or whatever. Your identity is in Christ. So now, instead of focusing on that, you can focus on loving them and sacrificing them. Because you have been filled with the love of God already. You can now express that love to other people. Uh, number two, how important the gospel is. It is the power. Uh, you know, Romans um, 1, 16, uh, Paul says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel because it is the power of God to transform. Now let's apply that. It's a power of God to transform you so you can be the father that God has called you to be. So it's, it's the transforming power that'll, that, of the gospel that will change us, that will make us more like Christ. But it's also the power that will transform our children. So you and I don't need to uh, to force it that they knowledge. No, we always. I my family. My prayer is always let's push the gospel deeper into our hearts, 
in our minds and 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 make that um, um, and make that really real in their lives. But and and and. A, a practical application. I'm sure many of you men have been in an airplane. You know when the gas mask uh, comes down and 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 it says that the announcement goes, put on the mask first before you put it on somebody else. Well, this is a great application where we may need to incorporate the gospel first in our lives. Because if you don't have it first in your life, you can't give it to somebody else. You can't give what you don't have. You can't lead where you have not been. So it's important for us as fathers to live out the gospel in us and through us so that it can live through us and through our children. So the gospel is our identity. The gospel is our power, but last but not least, and very important, the gospel is our hope. The gospel is our hope. Now, I know some of us, and I, we, we, we know people that have children who are struggling in their faith or maybe even walked out uh, of, of their faith, um, and, and, they, and they grew up in our family, and I know we struggle with that, but guys and families, the hope that we have is the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's our only hope. And scripture says we have a living hope, and that's Jesus Christ. He is the hope. He will not let those children go. When we continue to pray for those children, we continue to knock on the door of heavens for those children, I know God hears. And so our hope is still that same gospel, that they know Jesus Christ and make him more fully in each of our lives. So I hope that helps us for whatever struggle. The gospel is our hope. That's so good. So good to hear that. You know, it really takes the pressure off, yes, I think, of absolutely. fathers, you know, knowing that it's our hope is in Christ and that he is powerful and, and he will help us and help you through. That's great. So talk specifically right now and speak um, right now to the father who, or who does not have a positive role model in his life. You, you know that because you grew up without the father speak to that person who's struggling and saying, I don't have anyone, you know, I don't, I don't know what I'm doing here. I'm kind of out here on my own. I don't have positive role models. How can that person, how can Christ redeem that situation? What, what would you say to that person? Yes. And, and yes, it's happened in my own life. And also I, I was in a prison ministry for eight years and I'm telling you 90% of the guys I work with, they had no fathers growing up. Absolutely, maybe even 95% of these inmates. So yes, I've seen that. And I, I'll probably say the same thing that I've said to them. Number one, I would say, don't use the past as an excuse to move forward, okay? Don't use the past because sometimes they, we, we dwell on, okay, I didn't have this, I didn't have this, I didn't have this. Yes, there are a lot of people that don't have, but they still move on, they still continue. So don't use the past as an excuse. Don't use the past as an excuse. Number two, and I, I share this because um, uh, the fathering ministry that I was worth uh, before I came to Life Plan, um, build a new generation in your family uh, of, of fathering and of parenting. Build a new generation. Build a new way of, that it's uh, the way God intended it to be. Because you didn't you didn't grow up with the right way of doing it or it was absent so build a new way the scripture makes it clear that fathers are supposed to be this and and you know who's your great example of father our heavenly father uh great compassionate loving provider uh a protector and everything so he's he's a, a great example for us so 
build, take it, so the general principle, build a new generation, build a new culture in your influence now, moving forward, be the positive instead of living in the past or living off of the negative of the past, go move on and create your own generation of, of children and upgrading. Uh, a, a practical way I, I do this, I, I married into a family, you know, where, where on holidays, uh, on holidays, the women make all the meals. And there's nothing wrong with that. Yes, the women make, they make better meals than we men, I'm sure. But the men usually afterwards just sit around, watch the football game and don't clean up. So the women also uh, uh, cooked and they clean. And I said, I didn't want that. So I told all my new son-in-laws and all the boyfriends, okay, guys, after this meal, we are going to go and we're going to clean and put everything away. What I'm showing there is build a new generation of what fathering is supposed to be. Um, spend time with your kids because you didn't have somebody spending time with you. Love your kids because it was nobody loving you. Build a new culture in your family that emphasizes the importance of loving your family and being the father role model that Christ has called us to be and being a loving husband too. So uh, that's what I would say um, to those guys. Start something new. Don't live off your negative past. So good. Very good. So talk a little bit now about Life Plan oh, yes. and, yes. <laughs> and the ministry that Life Plan has for men. Well, yes. Um, what I'm telling you now, we have grander vision. Oh, <laughs> when the Lord provides, we will have uh, more grand vision because I do believe uh, we are here for the family. That's one of God's first institution. I all, uh, really believe that. But uh, some of the things we're doing now, we have male consultants that meet with um, uh, men in our community, uh, partners or uh, spouse of some of the ladies that come in. So we have male consultants that meet with men, mentoring them, talking to them, uh, going through lessons, going through the Bible. And secondly, we have, a, I don't know if you guys know, there's an annual conference in this region called No Regret, uh, no Regret Conference. It's a men's conference sponsored by... Um, uh, the chapel in St. Joe, and uh, we take all our men, we invite all our men, we pay for them to go to that conference, we go with them, the men uh, in our ministry go with them, and uh, the consultant, men consultants, and it's been, we did it for the first time, we're going to continue every year, and it's really great, because some of these men don't have this experience of professional conference, and about godness, men singing together, the Bible being preached, and the gospel being proclaimed. So it's really cool. And we've seen some men be transformed with that. Um, we also have classes. We have Life Matters, Matters program, and we have lessons through Bright Force in those, um, in those uh, classes. And I'll say this, the men, are, the, the men are taking part of those, and they're becoming better fathers because of those lessons. Um, and we're gonna do much more, I can just tell you that. We're gonna do much more. So pray for us, partner with us, join us. Absolutely, and those classes you talked about, the Life Matters classes, they're available both at the buildings, yes. correct? And virtually through teleconferencing yes. and streaming right. classes. So if they're interested in that. Speak real briefly right now also to the man who might be watching and saying, wow, I really want to help the younger generation. I want to help fathers. Is there a place for men to come volunteer at Life Plan? Yes, what would you say to them? yes. Come and join us. Um, come and join us. You just contact here and ask for Lisa Smith. I can't forget that name, uh, Lisa <laughs> Smith, and, uh, and she'll get you through the process, and we'll connect you with men in our 
in our program and um, we want more men to be in our program. We want to get into um, housing projects and just invite men. And I, I'll tell you, we have a vision for men's ministry here at Lifeline. It's going to be a, a, a major part of our program here going forward. Wonderful. Thank you, Lyndon, for sharing your insight and, yes. and uh, thoughts with us today. Fathering is so important, and that's why we do want to speak yes. into that. If you happy want to, Father's Day. To yes, happy, yes. Happy Father's Day. That's right. If you want to find out more about Life Plan, you can visit our website at lifeplan.org. Or if you do want to call and find out about the classes or even about volunteering, you can give us a call at 269-684-6200. Thanks for joining us.